0: Welcome back to another episode of the Amazon Private Label Show podcast, hosted as always by the FBA University Founders. Today's pod, we are going to do the product research mistakes to avoid. So we've talked about kind of general mistakes to make in in Amazon and e-com and online business. Uh, for that matter, but specifically product research, whether you're launching your first product or, or you know, trying to add to a catalog of four or five, look, we're, we're going to discuss what what exactly to avoid, and hopefully that narrows it down from a from a catalog of, of ten plus million. So my man Rye, uh, we we both made mistakes in product research, but if you were starting out looking for a product today.
1: What would you be uh, What would you be cautionary to avoid? Yeah, so I think you need to fully understand when you're looking at products and doing product research, you need to have a blueprint behind you before you just dive straight into it. So where people make mistakes is that they don't have a framework that they're approaching this product research phase with. So have a defined framework. It's going to be slightly different for, for different people. But make sure you're following some sort of framework where there's filters that you're applying to uh, the different categories and to the Amazon catalog before you actually dive in and start looking at products. So I think that's number one, most people go into it, they kind of half know what they're doing. They're half chancing it. And, you know, they get things messed up. So know what you're doing and understand that fully before you dive into it, I think is, is the first thing. But I'd say by and large, the biggest mistake that people make is they find a product, they find a market, and they just get way too emotional about the product. So people base their product selection on products that they like rather than, you know, what the numbers say. So let's say, for example, I'm really into sea scooters and, you know, that's a product I really want to launch. And I'm excited about that. And I might do the due diligence. and I'm doing my numbers. I'm doing my product research. I'm crunching. You know, I'm working out what's good and what's bad. And it might not work out. Say Let's say my margin's 25% when I'm looking for a 35% margin. I find that what people do is they get a little bit fatigued when it comes to product research. They really buy into the product. They like the product so much. They might have used one when they're on vacation, um sea scooters like this underwater kind of handheld propeller thing that, you know, guides you through the water kind of James Bond style. So, let's say I you know, I've gone on holiday, I've used one and I'm just emotionally attached to that product. What people then will do is they'll start bending the margin. So they'll be like 25% is okay, but hey, you know, uh, it's going to be for the launch period. And after that, I'm going to put my price up. My margins is going to increase. Or, you know, my one's going to be super amazing. And it's going to have all these new features. And that means that I'll be able to increase my price and charge way more than everyone else. Come into the market with no reviews and actually blow everyone else out of the water. No pun intended. Um, but it just doesn't work that way, right? So you need to separate your emotion from reality and logic. So always go in with logic. Lead with you know, the ability to punch numbers. You know, Because no one cares like... New features. If you just launch a product and you've got no reviews, you can't be like fifty dollars more than everyone else. You're just not going to make any sales. So you have to absolutely know what you're doing. The other thing I see people do all the time is when it comes to looking at a product and looking at the numbers. You know, we always say look for products that make at least ten thousand dollars a month in revenue and that have under two hundred fifty reviews. But something I've implemented in really uh, quite 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 recently is looking for products that have under a hundred reviews that are doing $10,000 a month or more in revenue. Because a lot of the time people will look at and analyze a market and the ones that are doing $10,000 a month or more in revenue might have 500 or 600 reviews. Whereas that doesn't tell us exactly what we're looking for because we want to make sure that we can see people that have entered the market recently that are doing at least $10,000 a month in revenue but have a low number of reviews so that when we start to build our review count early on, we get to 20, 30, 40 reviews, we can pretty much be sure that we can hit that $10,000 a month mark. If everyone in the space is doing $10,000 a month in revenue, but they've got like 800 reviews average amongst them, then it shows you that, hey, no one's entered the market as a newbie and has been able to kind of replicate that success with $10,000 a month or more in revenue. And, you know, to get that level, you're going to need 800, 900 reviews, which could take, you know, five years to get. So just be aware of of, of that when you're entering a market. And that that is a common mistake I see people make. The other, uh, uh, there's loads of mistakes people make, guys, but the, the final one I'm going to touch on today is the mistake that people make about not inquiring about differentiations and not differentiating the product that they want to launch. So people think, you know, hey, this guy is, he's got a, uh, a microphone, a Lavier microphone, let's say. He's making $20,000 a month in revenue with 500 reviews. I can go ahead, look for the same supplier, launch exactly the same product, probably use the same images, and I can replicate his success. It just doesn't work like that because people are very, very critical of reviews. If you have exactly the same product as your competition, chances are you won't be able to match them in price. You definitely won't be able to match them in reviews because you won't have any when you launch. So there's no reason or incentive for people to buy your product, especially if they're exactly the same product and people can see that. The reason that we want to differentiate our product is that we want to stand out. We want to launch something which is different so that when people look at our product next to a competitor, who might have more reviews than us, who's going to have more clout and more, more sales history than us. But our product is different enough and people can see the value in our hero image that makes them want to click and then we can potentially convert them into a sale even though we don't have as many reviews as the competitor. So you absolutely have to differentiate and you have to be looking for products which you can differentiate and you have to find suppliers that are willing to do the differentiation that you're looking for. Otherwise, there's literally no point of launching products and you just increase your chances of failure when you don't differentiate. So those are my main mistakes that people make when it comes to uh, product research and, and Amazon.
0: Yeah, and those are those are a lot of good ones i'll just kind of drill down on a couple the doing product research it it's very easy to see the demand via uh, the sales revenue and the search volume right those are easy metrics that everyone basically understands uh you know, if, so, if a listing's doing 100,000, that's very easy to understand what that means. But a lot of new sellers, a lot of early sellers overlook the competitiveness. And that's why I use Helium 10 CPR metric, which basically calculates how many sales you'll need on each specific keyword to, to get to page one where 90% of the sales are happening. Anyway, that shows you if there's actual ability for a new seller to get to page one. And no matter what search volume, no matter how much revenue listings on the markets are are currently doing, if you can't get to page one, if you can't rank uh, well for for a number of different keywords, that's not a good market because you're going to get killed trying to uh, run PPC in perpetuity. You want to run PPC to launch, always run PPC, but you are running it so that you rank organically and get that that uh those conversions. So overlooking the competitiveness is, is something a lot of a lot of new sellers uh will make and that's a mistake you really want to avoid because if there is two different if there's two variables and one's uh high demand and, and one's low competition, low competition is better than high demand when you start because they're... You would be shocked how much revenue can come from being on page one from uh, keywords with, let's say, 1,000 to 5,000 searches a month versus those huge keywords with 50,000, 60,000 searches per month and so much competitiveness where you're never even scratching the surface of page one. So you really, really want to focus on being able to get to page one, being able to be seen. Rather than thinking, okay, this is a huge demand market. I'm just going to come take a piece of the pie. It doesn't really work like that. You still have to be shown in the places you'd want. And so number one mistake I see is not understanding the competitiveness. And then number two is (laughs) for new sellers, a lot of times it's hard to take their own preference emotions and experiences of life out of it and so fundamentally you want to take yourself as much as possible out of the product research uh process that that that's a little different once you're up and selling say a couple years down the road you understand how to how to rank how to launch how to run ppc then you can you can uh transition a little more to those passion plays but when you're starting out You really, really want to, you don't want to think I've been, you know, I've been knitting this, this product for eight years and I'm going to sell it on Amazon because fundamentally those, those products don't typically fit just because, uh, I mean, if you throw throw a dart at any, any market in in the world versus the best markets that are found through Amazon list, black box, X, Y, Z, they're going to be a lot worse. So a huge mistake starting out is is having these ideas, having basically having this emotional uh, reaction, and kind of steering the ship toward a product that you personally like, rather than the market uh, is showing that there's an opportunity one and demand for it two, that would would make sense from a business perspective. So uh not overlooking competition mistake number 1 and then really really trying to trying to make product number 1 or 2 too meaningful to people and that hurts to say right you want it you want to be able to to have that passion project just rip but make sure you're making money first and then come back maybe start brand number 2 like I did in triathlons which uh, <laughs> is not the best place to make money. It still makes money, but it is, baby. It, I would not be here if I started with that. Right. So know the time to to kind of have a little fun and play. But that is not it's really not in the first year of your business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, I think I'd say that the product you're probably going to sell isn't something that you know about right now or that you necessarily like right now. You know, go with the demand, sell products that make money. And then once you've decided which direction you want your brand to go in or the markets decided, more importantly, with um, obviously telling you how much, how many sales you're getting and you know what's performing well, then double down. So, you know, if you're selling microphones and it's going really well, maybe look at selling camera microphones, maybe look at selling podcasting microphones, you know, and and, and go wider once you've gone deep. So that is um, the common mistakes that we see people make when it comes to product research. If you're listening to our podcast, chances are you want to start your own Amazon FBA private label business. Now, you might not have started it because you don't know what you're doing, or you need a little bit more guidance, or you want product vetting, or you want someone to handhold you through the entire process. We offer all of that inside the Accelerator 2.0 program. It's our flagship mentorship program where we offer 12 months of unlimited one to one coaching. You can book as many calls with us as you want, and we'll get you over the hurdles that you encounter and get you up and running selling private label products on the Amazon platform. If you're interested in that, book a call with us, the links in the description. We'd love to talk with as many of you as possible. And as always, we'll see you in the next episode.